Hey y'all, it's Jessica DeLindy Dykeman with The Courageous and Kind Project. We're featuring stories of women who are living out their God-given purpose through big and small moments of courage and kindness. At Courageous and Kind, we want to create a community of women who are courageous to overcome their fears and who are kind to one another and to themselves. We want to hear and share your story. Help us share God's love by sharing your courageous and kind story. Welcome to our very first Courageous and Kind podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Today, I'm interviewing Amber Austin Bell. She's our first Courageous and Kind story, and we are so excited to get to share this with you. Amber is a Southern girl from Hot Springs, Arkansas. She's a wife, a mother, and a payroll manager. As she described her season of life, she's in, quote-unquote, the mom life, working hard to serve her family as both a wife and a mom. Am talks about her courageous moment in this episode in making a decision to end an unhealthy codependent friendship. Her line, friends come into our lives for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, rings true as she looks to God for courage to move forward from a difficult decision. You may be in a similar season of life right now, and we hope that this interview will encourage you, will make you laugh, and point you towards God's love. So without further ado, here's Am. So getting into really kind of the big questions and talking about, you know, being courageous and kind women, um, what comes to mind when you hear the words courageous and kind? Oh, so I have, it's kind of a long story. I don't have to go fully into it, but you know, when we started talking about this and I started really searching my heart a little bit for just I don't know, some examples of what I've had to deal with in life. And, you know, I'm 33 and you know, as well as I do that we both lost a parent. And so that's, that's been a hard part of life. And I just feel like that alone, just being able to lose somebody you love so much and that's so dear to you, but to still have to be a wife and still be a friend and still be an employee, you know, to me, that's courageous enough. And then to remember it in the back of your mind, you still have to be kind to people even when you're struggling and you want to just be angry and take it out on the world you can't it's not fair so um yeah that's that's probably one example um another thing I think of for myself personally is just I had a friendship that I would say was probably just as long maybe about six years shy of how long we've been friends I became friends with her you know early on junior high and you know it was kind of a toxic friendship and it took a lot of courage to realize that and a lot of prayer and a lot of God jumping up and down in front of me saying, I'm giving you the answers, do something with this. Um, but it wasn't until I realized that that stage and that season of my life was kind of over. And, and although it was sad and kind of like mourning, it was also rewarding to kind of look for the future and say, okay, now I can focus on less on that friendship because it's not moving along with my future and more on, what my future was, which was to become Gavin's mom and Dave's wife and, you know, kind of work on me a little bit. And that took a lot of courage to move on from that. It was a very codependent friendship. So when I hear the words courageous and kind, <laughs> I definitely think of that season of life and realize that doesn't make me a bad person. It makes me, um, I guess I'm an adult. Does that make me like, <laughs> no, <getting> all <laughs> it's, I think it's fair. I, I mean, and you said two things, like uh, you just covered a lot in that question. And I think one um, you know, we're in the um, club that nobody wanted to be in, you know, by mm-hmm. losing parents and losing parents at a young age. 
Um, and I think the hard, one of the hardest parts is um, having to move forward, you know. Uh-huh. And I don't know that you ever really move on uh, from losing a parent. You know, I, I think, like, throughout our lives, it'll always be bittersweet. And that right. joy and, you know, sadness will always be intermixed in some of our favorite moments in lo- of life. But I think the courage to move forward is huge. Yes. Um, and really what that takes. And so I just think about, like, without the hope of heaven, there's no way that I would have been able to even be courageous right. <laughs> to move forward, to say, like, oh, my gosh, I, we're living our worst light, nightmare. You know, we don't have our, a parent anymore and who are not going to get to see our grandkids and, right. you know, all these, like, great life moments. Um, and so I think you're we right. Had to start, we had to start making those decisions without being able to go to that parent that we were used yeah. to saying, hey, I made this mistake or I made this decision per se, not so much a mistake. And they could tell us, oh, you shouldn't have done that. You know, yeah. now it's, we kind of get to learn on our own. And, and I do miss having kind of that sounding board, but it's also been nice to kind of, you know, be an adult and just go, I think dad's looking down on me and probably pretty proud. Same with yeah. your mom. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that, um, so that's big. And then the other thing you really talked about is being kind to ourselves. Yes. <laughs> and I think, um, you know what? Friendships are hard in the first place, especially as like a little kid, you know, I mean, in junior high and like getting through all that, but even an adult and yes. trying to make friendships. And I think the hardest part of that um, is being able to recognize when a friendship is only for a season. Right. of life. And so we just kind of have this idea of like BFFE, like best friends forever. Forever. <laughs> and like that is great and I love yes. the sentiment and I have some friends that you know I think we will be best friends forever. Right. Um you know like our long-term care plan is already the same nursing home. Right. <laughs> you know like right. working on that investment and everything. Um but I just feel like being able to recognize, like, and you touched it, like that codependency mm-hmm. and man, how that eats up at our relationships, how that eats up at our hearts mm-hmm. and to be able to be kind to ourselves and really courageous to give ourselves some space to say, hey, this isn't working anymore or this isn't healthy. And so what do you think kind of helped you really make that decision or get to the point where you're like, okay, something's got to give. So honestly, the, the biggest thing for me was, uh, after I had decided to go through with that decision, like kind of break up, you're essentially breaking up with your friend. That's exactly what it is. And so you're mourning that it's like, you're losing a loved one, you know, or you're whatever you want to call it. You are breaking up, especially when you've been with that person and they've been through all of those seasons of life. For me, it wasn't the decision to stop being friends was incredibly difficult, but I think that it was the aftermath that was the hard part and kind of the soul searching and something that I had read in my time of (laughs) reflection, if you will, (laughs) from my morning was, you know, and you've said it yourself, there's, there's seasons of life, but, um, I had read a phrase that friends in your life are either there for a season, a reason or a lifetime. And it was just kind of one of those things in life that I had to go, okay, where's this fitting? And, and I think that she fit in two out of the three, you know, a season and a reason, yeah, but not a lifetime. And it was really kind of a hard pill to swallow, but it was, it was necessary in my own personal growth. And, and like I said, just that maturing, you know, you, 
you have the BFFEs when you're younger and yeah. you're like, we're going to get necklaces, we're gonna get whatever, you know, we're going to get tattoos, whatever people do. Yeah. And then you move on and you're like, wait a second, <laughs> I can't be with this husband or I can't be a mother to yeah. this child if all I'm focusing on is that person's feelings or, or what are they going to say if I do this? So it's been, um, it's been definitely a huge growth for me. Uh-huh in life. But like I said, it's been rewarding. It's helped me mature and kind of grow into who I am now. And I think that's somebody that I'm very proud of. So. Yeah, girl. I mean, and getting to see like, we've had sidelines, you know, we've gotten to be like cheerleaders and yes. sit on the sideline of like each other's lives. And we're like, yeah, you're doing really great. Or dang girl. Like, well, you, dang. you know, we've both had seasons like that, but right. to get to, um, to get to the point where you're just like, you want in friendships. And I think, you know, we're talking to all the women that are watching this and listening to this, that you really ultimately want friendships that are going to point you back to the Lord. Right. That are going to encourage you that when you leave their presence, when you get off the phone with them, you know, or, or, um, you just had dinner with them. Like you feel like rejuvenated. You feel you're excited. You like just feel re like really refilled and filled up from Mm -hmm. their presence and their friendship and stuff. And so, you know, I think we could probably both say, and I'll let you add on to this is that, you know, as women, we do need to take some time to reexamine our relationships in our lives and our friendships. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if there is a hard friendship or if there's a friendship that's just continually bringing you down, you know, maybe it's time to just reevaluate that. Right. And I think for me, honestly, not even just in that example, but essentially just at our age, you know, like you said, there's a time that you go, okay, is this a positive experience for me or a positive season of life? But at what point and at what age do you go, okay, I have to be accountable for me. I can't say that, oh, well, we did this together as if I'm responding to an adult or a parent figure to kind of get out of trouble. You know, I have to go, you know what? I made that decision and I need to hold myself accountable for that. And that hurts too. (laughs) When it's like, you can't be bad. You can't be mad at anybody else but yourself. Yes. (laughs) When you're salty with yourself, that's a I remember it's like that first speeding ticket I got by myself and I called my dad and I was like I got a speeding ticket he's like well I'm sorry sweetheart but you're gonna have to pay for it like it's your so you're gonna pick up some extra shit right (laughs) yeah so I mean kind of same thing like we need to take a look and and really evaluate you know who our friends are in our lives and Mm -hmm. um and we're not saying you know cut them off Right now or get rid of them, you know, but just to really evaluate, like you said, I love how you said it, that we have friends for a reason, a season and a lifetime. Yeah. And so, um, again, our overall, like our big thing, um, has been just encouraging women to find, um, I think friends that can also like give you some godly soundly advice. Like we could read any kind of advice from anywhere, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, the internet is full of all kinds of (laughs) advice, but to be able to give you some sound advice, some godly advice, some advice that like builds you up and builds, you know, the people up in your life, um, lives. I think that matters. I do too. I, I think that's huge. And, you know, it goes back to my mom just telling me growing up, you know, you have to, at some point be accountable. And those friends sometimes are kind of a reflection of the person that you are too. Even if that's not really who you are, other people and God alone 
see how you're being, you know, and kind of that example you're setting for other people around you. You want to show not just that you're a godly person, not that that's not like number one for me, but that also just genuinely a kind, courageous person. Yeah, I love it. That's so true. I mean, and I think like the one thing that comes to mind is like birds of a feather flock together, you know, and I like guarantee you we're around each other long enough, like just the accent comes out, the jokes, yeah. you know, I mean, just, yeah. just even our character and, and even, especially as us as, you know, wives and being around someone that, um, you know, is maybe dissatisfied in their marriage or dissatisfied mm-hmm. in life that that like kind of that bad attitude starts, mm-hmm. um, wearing off on you and kind of gets yeah. contagious. And so my thought is like in a friendship, if something's going to be contagious, let it be laughter. Right. <laughs> positivity. <laughs> yeah, positivity. Like, sure. I mean, you're so right about that. So I just love that. Um, and I think we kind of touched on, my next question would be, you know, what has been um, one of your most courageous moments? And I think you really talked about that. And I think, um, you know, your message to other women to remind ourselves that it's okay to give ourselves permission um, to not to have to be all to everybody. Right. Yes. And, you know, to be vulnerable and raw and it's okay to let people see you. You don't always have to have it turned on. You can sometimes just go, you know what? I got to do this. I have to take this seriously and I need to put all of my energy and time and effort into whatever that may be. And right now it can't be on this friendship. And a true friend will understand that, you know? And, and, and like uh, the big stuff to me that I think about some of my favorite friendships are um, built on, like, honesty, transparency, um, authenticity, like, love, um, lots of laughter. I I feel like that's just part of it, you know, kind of comes with the territory. But that factor where, like you said, you can just be real with each other, and Mm -hmm. it's a friendship where you can, like, cheer on the other girl's successes. Right. You know, that we're like, yes, you got a promotion. That's awesome. You know, and like sincerely be excited for that girl, you know, up in her game or whatever that is. But um, Mm -hmm. just being really thrilled about that. I think there's something special when women can champion on other women. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So what is um, one way that we can spread kindness? Oh, goodness. (laughs) Um. I mean, just one way. There's obviously a million, but um, I think for me, I have a history of having a short fuse. <laughs> so for any of our friends that, that are watching this, <laughs> tell me, it might be the red hair. I don't know. <laughs> um, I come by it honestly, but I think for me, it's sometimes just kind of recentering and saying, okay. Don't give an Amber response because that's not. That's not give a Jesus story. response. Yes, you know what would Jesus do? <laughs> I think and I still have my bracelet. I could look up <laughs> from like church camp or something. You I think just yeah. happened to have the same initials. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. WWJD. Even my married yeah. initials are W. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, and genuinely, to just take a second and kind of chew on your thoughts and your words before you speak because while yes actions do speak louder than words words truly hurt and they stick and I'm an overthinker and I have been told I'm an overthinker a million times um and it might probably 
boil down to the fact that I just don't want to hurt someone. And maybe a response I had wasn't kind or it wasn't maybe the way that I had meant for it to be taken. Mm-hmm. And so I think one way just to, to be kind is to take a step back and think about what you're going to say or do. Because sometimes your instant reaction to any situation is not always ideal. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you touch upon um, one of my, like, favorite, call it a mantra, call it, you know, whatever. Um, and it, it it's a biblical principle, but one of my favorite kind of mantras is to speak the truth in love. Sure. And so to be courageous enough to tell the truth, to speak mm-hmm. the truth, but to do in love and kindness. Because right. I think when you take that, when you take the love and the kindness away, it becomes brash and harsh. Mm-hmm. And then if you if you have the love and kindness, but you don't have the truth, it becomes flattery. Right. And so like, neither is good, but to just be brave enough to like, Lord, help me tell the truth (laughs) in a kind way. And it's allowed me, and I'm sure you too, like to confront some big, hard things. Yes. Yes. You're right. I mean, it's, it's so easy to maybe write down a list of ways that I could be courageous and kind, but just the first thing that comes to mind is to take a minute and think. Yeah. And I, I think a lot that. of times this, especially in our age, uh, it's a lot of go, go, go. And there's not a whole lot of slow down and think. And so while, you know, some people may from the outside look in and go, man, look at that friendship. It's so wonderful. It's so beautiful. And then if we slip up just once then we're not showing ourselves to be kind, but you know, if we take a second and think, okay, maybe that reaction wasn't so great. Another way is honestly to talk to somebody about what you meant by any, whether it was good or bad, just to take a second and say, you know, let me tell you what I actually meant because clarify it. Right. Right. So, yeah, no, that's true. That's so true. And so I think we've really like talked about this overall, but, um, so my question for you is my next question is, um, what do you think a courageous and kind woman looks like? I'm looking at her, and that's you, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was your double screens. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I can see myself, but I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at you. No, I mean, honestly, Jess, you've always been an inspiration to me, and I mean that. Um, just this project alone, I think it's awesome that you have taken some time away from, I mean, you're newlywed, and that alone takes a lot of hours just to, you know, <laughs> try to make it as good as possible. And I mean, you're always out there getting people involved. You're always praying when we're at our, I mean, you never forget to pray. That for me is like, I remember to pray for myself or pray for something in the moment if someone asks me, but sometimes I, I'm more of a worrier, not a prayer warrior. And so I think that (laughs) I've learned a lot from you over the years just to, you know, let go, let God take a minute. So yeah, well, thank you. Well, actually (laughs) I had planned on, um, ending this call when we're all said and done with praying for our guests and praying for you. So yeah, totally. Thanks girl. I mean, and let me tell you, like, it's a lot of Jesus. I mean, that's for sure, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of the people that I'm around. And so like that is, I'm telling you, I think when we see one courageous or kind woman, it's because she's got a whole tribe behind her. Preach, girl. Yeah, and so exactly. I'm thinking about this courageous and kind project, and I'm like, yeah. Well, it turns out there's 22 girls on our team. Like, right, there's yeah. a lot more than you know what we're seeing and stuff. And so, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, thank here's a good question. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. We're You're working. Doing good. On it. So, okay, here is a really fun question. 
Um, okay. It says, if you could go back to your teenage or even your 20-year-old self, oh what advice would you give her? Oh, man. Bless her sweet, strong. <laughs> oh, bless her. Bless so, her heart. <laughs> let's just stop and pray for Amber as a teenager. <laughs> oh, gosh. I think I would... I would say live in the moment. Don't wait for Friday. You know? Because yeah. I feel like we cheered together. We church camped together. We did different events together. We, gosh, we ran in the same crowds. We dated boys from the same groups. You know, it was just like... I would probably tell myself to slow down just a little bit. I mean, there's if I'm being honest, there's probably a, a few people I would have been like, you didn't need to hang out with them. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, I think that's kind of what anybody would say. I would probably also tell myself to hug my parents more, yeah. you know, talk to them a little more, uh-huh. be a little more open about what I was doing. But, yeah. you know. Um, and just for but, the record, um, if your mom's listening and if my dad's listening, we were really good teenagers. Yes. Let's start there. We yeah, hung out with you best of kids. Hello. On record. But, <laughs> but I do agree with you just to slow down a little bit, you know, yeah. and kind of savor the moments because you don't realize like, um, it's like the days are long, but the year, uh, the years are short, right? Yeah. Isn't that yeah. how that goes? The days are long and the years are short. Right. And That's so exactly right. time just keeps going faster and faster and just to be able to enjoy this moment this time because otherwise we're just like you said we're waiting until we get to Friday and then turns out we miss like all the other days that end in Y and it's so interesting to still just talk to people that you know I spent every Friday through Sunday with you know whether it be you or who knows I mean Rach like all of us were together Alyssa I just think about going back and thinking I would have just slowed down for just a few minutes, you know, and enjoyed it. I mean, I have the memories. They're there, but they feel very much like they were um, on fast forward. Uh-huh. And, you know, if I could go back and tell my 20-year-old self something, because those years were totally different, <laughs> um, I would say don't date any of those boys. <laughs> <laughs> just wait. Like, just, just don't do it. <laughs> You had a good go, but just going out with your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, you got this, girl. There's a better one coming. <laughs> yeah. And now as an adult, you know, you think, like, I'm watching my kiddo grow up, and he's four now, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I just was in labor and delivery yesterday. Like, I, I didn't realize how fast that time would go, and now that I'm old enough to appreciate it, I'm like, darn it, time to slow down. You know, I'd really like for it to slow down. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so... My next question is, if there is one, this is kind of like your Miss America moment, oh, right? Oh, okay. Um, this is like your Miss Courageous moment. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> if there's one thing you, you could give, whether that's advice, wishes, skills, talents, if there's one thing that you could give to women, what would it be? Uh, confidence. Ooh, girl, you didn't even hesitate on that one. No. Confidence, because you know what I will say. My whole life, I've never been a wallflower. I know that comes as a surprise. <laughs> um, a but shy, shy. Oh, like shy. I've never been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I would say the one thing that's really kind of just like pushed me through in every situation has just been like, even if it's fake it till you make it, some confidence, okay. and it it will really go far. So if I could give. Young women, grown women, anyone that's a little unaware, that would be confidence and some yeah. self-assurance. 
Well, and I think a couple things about that. Like, I love that because one of the things that I appreciate about our friendship and your confidence, namely, is that there's been a couple times that you've stood up for me without me even knowing. That you were just confident in our friendship. You were confident in, um, you know, in yourself and what you believed. And you just were like, hey, this is it. And so, and to have that confidence, I think is really Say it louder for the girls in the back. (laughs) And so, I think the other thing about that confidence piece is, we as women need to realize that people think we're cool. You know, like, because we are. That's, like, really the truth, is that we're cool women. um, (laughs) We're each, like, given, we each have our own, like, talents and skills and abilities and stuff, and the bottom line is, like, when you get to your, you know, 20s, 30s, and you finally realize, like, you're growing into a young woman, that, Mm -hmm. like, you're pretty, too. Like, there's so many pretty girls out there that you're just like, you are so pretty, you are dressed so cute, you have such a talent, like, I wish you could see what I see. I have no clue. And, you know, I remember my mom telling me growing up, you know, she never once faltered to tell me how beautiful I was as a young teenager, like, you know, or even in my early 20s. But now that I'm pushing mid-30s, I'm like, I think I'm kind of telling myself, like, you're like a fine wine. Like, you get better with age, you know? <laughs> and that might be a little bit of confidence. That might be just a little bit of just knowledge from maturing and growing up. Yeah. But um, the courage to look in the mirror and go, I don't mind that I have some wrinkles on my forehead or these smile lines because I had a really good time getting here and making them. So, oh, uh, that's such a great way. And I think, like, oh, girl, we could talk about this for hours about body image <laughs> and self confidence. And mm-hmm. maybe I'll bring you back on and we'll just talk <laughs> a little bit about self confidence and what that looks like. Because I think, like, if if we flip over to like a, a really a foundation of faith that mm-hmm. we are image bearers of the greatest creator. Um, you know, we bear the image of the almighty God. And so right. with that, that just gives us self-worth and value in its, in itself. Just us being yes. human being, we human beings, we have that value. And then to think about, we each have a purpose. We each have an ability and a skill and we're each beautiful. And so I think that like, when I get to a point where I'm battling, like, self-confidence, self-esteem or whatever that looks like. The little like a verse that keeps coming back to me is from one or Psalms 139. And in that chapter, um, the psalmist is writing about how God so wonderfully and fearfully designed him and us as, um, you know, as human beings. And so I always have to remember, like, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. And that's what we want to tell girls. Like, oh, yeah, girl, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, it's time to live that way. It's true. And you know what? One of the girls I work with, she put it best one day. I was really struggling at work. You know, people, it's tax season. Clients get real nasty. And you're just like, oh. But I'll tell you what. One day I was in my little, I call it my office. It's really just this section of the room, but it's my office. (laughs) Anyway. She came in there, and she gave me a hug, and she said, girl, straighten your crown and remember who your father is and who you're a daughter of. And I said, that is the best, like, it was the best advice she could have given me that day. Can you say that again? Like, say that just a little slower for us? Girl, straighten your crown and remember who you're a daughter of. Your father is Jesus Christ. Don't let anybody get to you. Ooh, I love that. I'm going to have to quote that. Like, that is like, I need to write 
write that down. That is going to be our Instagram quote. Yes. Like, her name is Erin Green, and we need to get her on here. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. That is perfect. We'll awesome. have to invite Erin. Yeah. So she said, so girls, straighten your crown mm-hmm. and, and remember, remember who your father is. And who you're a daughter of. And who you're a daughter of. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's like. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> It was cute. Too. So if I'm said, walking around hey. Kroger or the grocery store sometime and I'm having a rough day and I'm just like, <laughs> yes, it means <laughs> it kind of goes back to uh, I forget who does it. Is it Jay Z? Dust the dirt off your shoulder, you know? Oh, yeah, but this, girl. oh, how can we forget that? It's a little bit more, you know, classy and age appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thirty-year-old just dust the shoulder, <laughs> dirt off your shoulder. Yes. Oh, I love it. Um, yes. Okay, two more questions for you, and then we'll wrap up. Okay. So my next question is, um, hey, what are you listening to right now? Is it a podcast? Is it a book? You know, do you have any recommendations? What's kind of in your queue oh or your bookshelf? So a few things. A friend of mine got me into true crime. So oh, I'm girl, like, let's not even talk about that. I've heard about it. I heard it. Was I addictive. am into true crime podcasts right now. Um, but I'm also, I, you know, we were talking about it earlier today when we were texting. I just recently read the uh, J.C. Dugard series, and she was the young girl that was kidnapped when she was eight from the bus stop. And um, they found her when she was 28. And so she just, she was so inspiring to like, the first book was really tough to listen to, Uh but there's part of you that when somebody's kidnapped and they're gone for 20 years, you want to know what happened to them, you know? And so, and don't quote me on that. I can't remember exactly the ages, but I think she was 28, but anyway, um, I just think, oh my goodness. But then her second book, it was good that I followed it with that because I thought Uh I was going to have trouble sleeping. (laughs) But her second book was a book about her first and it was just refreshing to hear her talk about her first, um, I don't know, her first sip of alcohol, which, you know, it was just like she was with her mom and her sister who were grown adults and they had mimosas one morning, you know, and she talked about her first time um, driving a car and, uh, you know, it was just, it was really interesting and I thought, there's so much that somebody right there has gone through. And yeah. she said, you know, the whole time she was in captivity that she remembered even at eight years old, her mom praying with her at night. And she said, you know, at eight, and then the older I got and the less that God was talked about around me, the less real he felt. Um, but she said, you know, I really, I still believed I'd never, I had not seen him. I had not really met him. I just knew that he protected me in a way that others thought, you know, she even said that others might think it's crazy that she felt that he protected her when a lot of others thought that maybe he failed her. Yeah. Uh, that's but interesting. The way, yeah. The way that she inspires and empowers women now is really interesting. She does all sorts of conferences and I've just kind of followed her a little bit through social media now that I've yeah. read her book. And that is so cool. Um, yeah. I'm thinking about like one of the things that we want to do here on Courageous and Kind um, a social media campaign talking about taking our turning our mess into a message, right. and how and it sounds like that's exactly what this that. lady is doing. Like, because we got all, all of us. I mean, I, I bet there's not anybody that doesn't have some kind of mess, um, you know, sure. kind of going in our lives. Whether it's something we created or in her situation, mm-hmm. somebody created for her. Right. You know, um, but being able to turn that mess into a message and mm-hmm. um, sharing God's light through that. So. Dang, that's a good recommendation. I really like that. And then um, my final question is, 
Um, would you share with the crowd, with our um, listeners and those ones viewing, um, we'll finish this up, we'll finish every interview up with this question, but would you share with us your favorite Bible verse? Yes, I will. And actually, it kind of goes back to what I was just saying with J.C. Dugard. You know, she had said that she felt like a lot of people have asked her, you know, how did you keep your faith so strong when you felt like God failed you? And um, so I have it here. Sorry, I'm looking away for a second. Yeah, I wanted no, to make fine. sure I got it right. It was uh, John 20, 29. Uh, then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And that is just something I feel it just resonated with me. I thought it's easy for me to believe that there's a tree there when I see a tree or, yeah. you know, um, but to just really let your faith guide you, that's a whole nother way to feel blessed. So that's my favorite Bible verse. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I just love it. And being women of faith. And for us, we've had many conversations about this, but really about faith and the hope of heaven mm-hmm. and, you know, believing that, there is a God who loves us, that Jesus existed and and came to save us from our sins. And through faith, we believe that. Right. And that we have something to look forward to. And exactly. so, and especially something um, to look forward to, to see our loved ones again, you know, yeah. in that hope of heaven um, and just, and that hope. And so, yeah, walking with that faith, I just love that. Um, and so if I could like, if I could just cue some music, you know, with the old hymn, when we all get to heaven, (laughs) I just need like a country quartet behind me. Um, I'm not even going to attempt, but that's what's going on in my head right now. If I had Um, a guitar, I would just, oh yeah, our guitar lessons girl next time. Does rock band have that? I can't remember. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, Am, thank you so much for being our first um, courageous and kind interview. It has just been awesome to talk and chat with you. And so I'm going to just end our um, interview real quick by praying for you. Okay. Um, I love that. And just telling God, thank you for this time. So, okay. Let me pray. Okay. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this time. Um, Lord, today I thank you for the opportunity and the platform to share your love um, in such a courageous and kind way. I thank you for Amber and her courage to tell her story, Lord. I thank you um, for everything that you've done in her life, for the example she is to others and how she um, loves big and lives loud, Lord, and um, really just makes everybody that she meets feel welcome, feel known, um, and and just really feel like they belong. And I thank you for that gift of friendship, Lord. I thank you for our gift of friendship and history, um, and thank you for letting us make it through our teenage years and into <laughs> our 20s and 30s and just the gift that you have given us um, of the hope of heaven. And we just ask that you will bless Amber Bless her during this season of life and her family. Guide her and direct her. And thank you so much for the gift of Amber Bell. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, girl. Well, thank you so much. Um, (laughs) And we look forward to, um, you know, just continuing the conversation about healthy friendships and, you know, taking some time to turn our message, our our mess into a message. So um, courageous and kind girls, we will see you next week for our next interview. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the Courageous and Kind podcast. If you have a story you'd like to share or know someone who does, please visit courageousandkind.org. 
be sure to check out the Courageous and Kind Stories tab. Take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and like us on Instagram and Facebook at the Courageous and Kind Project.